1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Boy
0: Horror Podcast.
1: That's right. We're back for episode 103, 103 beautiful fucking episodes or more. But yeah, guys, thanks uh, for coming back. We appreciate you. And we're going to be doing some uh, movies from the 2000s, particularly PG-13 movies from the 2000s. Uh, which is, seems to be a running theme in horror since the 90s. I don't know why, but I guess that's just how it is nowadays because it's easier to market. So we picked a couple that were in that genre. Um, one being The Ring and the other one being The Unborn. So we were going to do, what was it, The Unborn and, uh, the uninvited. I was like, yeah. the un theme. But these, <laughs> yeah, these two movies actually have a running theme, which is the PG 13 thing, one of the actresses, and creepy kids in their movies. So we'll be talking about that in our flesh and potato segments after this. But how you doing, Brandy? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I've said Brandy about a couple of you times. I know, but I said Brandy actually. Did you say Brandy? Yeah.
0: Didn't even sound like it.
1: So how you doing, Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the second time I did that, by the way, guys. I'm good. Good times. Yeah. You've been having a good time, huh? It's great. It's magical. Uh, So how are things, Brandy? No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Great, Stuart.
1: (laughs) I called her Brandy. I called her Brandy. I don't know why. I think my mind just goes to a dark place and uh
0: why is Brandy a dark place? I don't know. It's interesting. are
1: gonna unpack that later. I, no, it's just I think I'm like I was a little bit tired earlier before you came <laughs> over, and I was like kind of laying on the bed, so my brain is not well oiled.
0: I did take forever to get here today.
1: Yeah, she's she's late, guys. Not really. She's I'm, fired. Whatever. I was like twenty minutes
0: <laughs> later than I usually
1: am. I'm totally kidding. I don't care. And it's cause
0: uh, I was playing with my dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, kind of busy. I made a trailer and stuff for the uh, for the podcast for last week. I guess it was was it last week.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yes. No.
1: Well, technically, while we're recording this the same week, it was just a few days ago that I actually did the other one.
0: Was Monday's episode the Grave Plot's?
1: Sunday. No. I, I put it up on Sunday. Are
0: you sure? Yeah. We didn't do movies last... We did movies We did last movies last week. week,
1: but I'm just saying, you gotta understand, like, this... we so you did
0: the trailer, though. This right, week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I, like, I put the trailer ago. out on Sunday, the episode went out on Monday for the Boogeyman, so... There it is. I was but, like,
0: we watched two shitty movies since then, I don't...
1: Yeah, if you guys haven't seen the trailer for the uh, Grave Plots we did, I check it out because I'm thinking about doing that for our gray plots, which is a lot of extra work. It's literally a 51 second trailer that I made, but it took me like four hours.
0: It's cool though.
1: And I just kind of quickly threw it together. So if I actually put some effort into it, it'd probably take about 10 hours, mm-hmm. write the score, do all this fucking crazy shit. But anyway, I, I really yeah. enjoy doing it. So like maybe, maybe somebody will hire me to make trailers. someday. <laughs> It'll be the closest I get to actually making a horror movie, right?
0: It was a lot better than the trailer for the. What fucking show was that? What? The Purge TV show. Oh, the
1: Purge TV show, yeah. Well, I used other people's footage, so it better be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it might be that time, Brittany.
0: Fuck yeah, it
1: is. Horror, horror shots! shots! <laughs> All right, guys. So this week we're going to be talking about two movies, The Unborn and The Ring. We decided to pick
0: The Unborn. The,
1: yeah, The Unborn, basically. Because
0: <laughs> I thought of it and was happy.
1: Yeah. Well, so what did you name it, Brandy? God
0: damn it. I, I'm not I, Brandy. <laughs> I don't know why
1: I keep saying Brandy. <laughs> it's like my brain is fucked it's a up.
0: Stripper name.
1: <laughs> okay. So here comes Star coming on down. To
0: oh, it's the same <laughs> as Star. Star Get those
1: Brandy. $5 bills ready, gentlemen. And the uh, drinks are half off under tip.
0: With your dick. <laughs>
1: I totally sound like it too. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. You'd be a strip club DJ.
1: I should have been. I, yeah. I could have been. Yeah, could've, but could've, could've, I had to do. Should've. I had to make money doing the podcast. You know, oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> um. So what did you call it? So Brittany,
0: thank you. I called this shot a Jumbie juice.
1: And why did you call it a jumpy juice?
0: Because they're retarded and came up with the most fucking stupid ass name for a character ever.
1: Wow, well, and why? Tell the story oh, a little to give them a little really, background. Oh, from, of the sto- of the movie. Yeah, because they did may oh, not okay. have seen it. Sorry,
0: you're right. So if you guys haven't seen this movie, it's basically a teenage girl who starts to be stalked by like a child, essentially a creepy ass fucking kid that's following her everywhere, and she a can't demon explain child. why. She ends up finding out that it was supposedly her twin that died in utero, and they nicknamed the baby for God knows fucking why jumbie
1: it's yeah. so confusing
0: to me and that's what that's what reminded me that i've seen the movie before when they said <laughs> that and then the little kid says that stupid line i'm like oh, fuck Jumbie wants to be born now. And I'm like, oh, oh, I hate this fucking movie.
1: (laughs) So, what is in a Jumbie juice, you might ask? Well, it's a delicious treat for you. It's 99 bananas, one part, and one part raspberry liqueur. And you mix in pineapple juice.
0: Pineapple juice. I like like your inflection on that.
1: Pineapple juice.
0: Pineapple juice.
1: Uh, but it's a it's a part each equally, you know what I mean? So three parts: so ninety nine bananas, raspberry liqueur, and pineapple juice. And then you stare at each other and you say,
0: Jumbie wants to be born now."
1: Yes, and then, and then you then punch the it. child in the face yeah, and you tell it to go away. Kick demon. it across
0: the room, <laughs> do something to it.
1: Jumbie I, wants to be born now. The whole
0: time, I just every time a kid came on screen, I'm just like, burn it. <laughs> Burn it! Mouse <laughs> is like, that's just a baby. And I'm like, burn it!
1: <laughs> burn
0: them all! <laughs> Can you tell I love kids in horror movies? <laughs> this is the fucking worst.
1: <laughs> but if you guys would love to try a jumbie juice, all you gotta do is go to com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Do it. That's it for horror shots! Horror shots! Alright, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into something we haven't done for a little while and that's the fucking news! Here is the fucking news! There's been a lot of interesting things. Now we are going to be doing an episode on two movies that are PG-13, and I kind of briefly mentioned this to Brittany ahead of time. But the movie *The Meg* has been has been released, I guess, and it's of course PG-13. The director and Jason Statham have come out pretty upset about the fact that they had to cut out all these, like, glorious scenes. Um, And uh, Bloody Disgusting did a, uh, like, an interview with uh, John Turtletob. I know. (laughs) I'm hoping I'm saying that name (laughs) right. best name ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he said, don't get your hopes up for any kind of unrated DVD or Blu-ray. Basically, the problem. He says, quote, the problem nowadays with the unrated DVDs is you used to have a bunch of scenes that were easy to either shoot or leave on the cutting room floor. Now to finish the scene costs millions in visual effects. No one's going to be spending millions of dollars just to have a little extra bonus footage. So well, I'm
0: confused if it wasn't it shit that was already done and now they're cutting it because they have to take it down.
1: No, they didn't even get to shoot it because they didn't want to take the risk.
0: Oh, that's garbage. Yeah.
1: Shitty fucking decision. But it's nice to know that, you know, it at least shines a light on the fact that sometimes the producers have uh, the biggest say and that they'll cut into your artistic, you know. You don't need to have gore in it. But we love gore, you fucker. Yeah. But they don't want it to just be horror fans because they still consider horror to be a niche thing, even though every distribution company, every fucking other company in the world grabs onto the exploitation flicks and shitty flicks, just like Netflix did. All these different companies. Use horror like a fucking dirty bitch, and then fucking throw it aside when they get big enough. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. It's annoying. It really is. It's really
0: fucking annoying. <laughs> one of the scenes
1: that that the director mentioned was he said there was a death in the movie of one of the leading characters where you thought he was still alive and you realized it was only his head. He said then the reveal that there was all that was left was. Awesome. But needless to say, quite a few people told us it was creepy and I had to cut it. So, yeah. But he did say that there still is a lot of deaths in the movie. So I'll probably wait till it hits Netflix. Unfortunately,
0: there's always a lot of fucking deaths in shark movies and crocodile movies and big creature movies it looked like, like a fun
1: movie and if it, it would have been gory like i mean how many the thing that bothers that it me so
0: much cooler is
1: that like you don't need to be a rated r movie in order to be scary okay for those of you who are against all pg-13 period gotta go a little halfway here because i've seen some decent uh, pg-13 movies
0: well i mean one of the movies that we're talking about in this episode is one of the greatest pg-13 movies i feel like been made
1: scares i guess Not well even i just have that, some thoughts just
0: in general like creepiness but Well, we'll get like into that really but
1: good. but I, I may have differing opinions that's why i say that you So. <laughs> but uh i don't know i just think it's fucked up that they you know they got the slender man coming out as well as pg-13 and in other news uh looks like venom may also be pg-13 as well So it's It's just like like, making
0: Deadpool PG-13.
1: I don't know what happened. We had so much like, I guess, because Deadpool 2 didn't do well. All the like execs are like, oh, we better just go back to PG-13 to make it safe. You know what I mean?
0: Sequels, like, rarely do well.
1: I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like,
0: what fucking crack that they're smoking over there, but obviously they need a new dealer.
1: Well, a lot of people have expressed a lot of, you know, hatred over their, you know, different uh, movies being cut, you know, to fit the, like, age bracket of, like, a wider spectrum. I understand it's a business first, but it's like you're spending millions of dollars. I get it. But why are you spending that much money on a movie anyway? You know what I mean? Like, just... Like, I know visual effects cost a lot of money, but it's a lot cheaper than doing prosthetics and shit like that. I know. So That's why they do it, because ridiculous. they wouldn't, they would just do prosthetic. But, uh, um, I'm just,
0: the whole thing's really fucking annoying to me. Cause like, I, I don't like shark movies, period. I was the first like shark movie I've ever been excited about. Right. Like, I was like, oh my God, this actually looks really cool, even though it's really kind of stupid. And the whole premise behind it's a little dumb. But at the same time, the trailer is really cool. And I saw that there was going to be in, like, 3 and IMAX and shit, and I was like, I want to see this in fucking IMAX. Like, how dope would that be? Right. You know? And I feel like that's really the only way to see this movie, to be well, honest, because it's a such a giant scale. Sony shark. is
1: the main people who are in charge of the Meg, uh, Slenderman, and the new Venom movie coming out. And uh, there's a newer article in Variety. They uh, are reporting that Venom adaptation could be rated PG-13, and that some of the members of Sony's brain trust, quote-unquote, believe that the film should push the very limits of PG-13 without crossing over into a higher rating. So I don't... First of all, I mean, Venom, it's like whatever. But these other movies, they should like it's kids. These days are literally 10 years old and watching shit they shouldn't be watching on their Internet. Their parents don't give a fuck what they do on the Internet. Why the fuck are you going to worry about it in the theater? But I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's stupid. It's absolutely fucking
1: ridiculous. I don't know. I wish they would push it a little bit more. I mean, maybe maybe the Meg will be good. Maybe Venom will be good. I'm I'm not really... I don't have too high hopes for Venom.
0: What did they end up... What was the rating for the <laughs> Evil Dead remake? Was that PG-13? Oh,
1: hell no. Or was it R? No, it was R.
0: Okay. I can never remember.
1: Yeah, if they would have done PG-13, people would have, like, literally burned down so the fucking dick. studio. Yeah, like, people would have been upset.
0: Yeah, well, I just know it's always very surprising when any movie gets an R rating at this point. Any horror movie it's it, 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 it seems like more which is weird to me because it's so easy with all these other it's okay action to be, movies. but again
1: it's okay to be pg-13 it's just like when it comes to it horror just you. it just limits like what you know like people who enjoy the genre don't mind rated r okay and people who are bitching about an r are people that don't like horror to begin with right. like they don't want to see horror like that And maybe they should just put out edited versions, you know, maybe watch an R rated cut and maybe watch a PG 13 and just leave it up to the fucking thing and see, just see how it does. But they would never do that because it's just wasted money in their opinion. Stupid. So, but what do you guys feel about it? I'd love to hear your opinions about PG 13. I did post something in the group about the Meg thing, but uh, in other news, looks like Glenn Danzig is actually directing and scoring a horror movie based on his verotic comic book characters um. looks like blabbermouth.net actually uh, posted about this he signed a feature film agreement with Cleopatra Entertainment a division of the Los Angeles independent record label Cleopatra Records Danzig will pen direct and compose music for the feature film which will be structured as an anthology splitting its running time between three individual characters or storylines based on Danzig's own popular verotic comic book characters so I don't know when that's going to be coming out, but Verotic, if you're not familiar, is Dan Zig's long-running brand of mature horror comic books and uh, related material. The comics featuring mostly deadly femme fatales Dope. has been in print since 1994. Uh, principal photography for the anthology film will begin the fall of 2018.
0: I got something to say. <laughs> I made a movie today. <laughs>
1: Ah! stupid. Yeah. I love it. That's And exciting, all I want to do is show some titties, girl. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. Oh, I'm sure. It's just going to be tits, tits,
0: tits, tits. That'll have no problem getting rated R.
1: Well, right. Maybe. But but he can mask it as like a female powerful thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so the, nobody will mind it. But the, but since it's because it's because made by him, there might be some people upset about it. Who there's knows? There's going to be
0: people upset about it, period. Like There's always going to be feminists that are just like why does there have to be naked chicks they can't just be powerful and be fully clothed I've never which re- I mean like they can be powerful and fully clothed well look they at don't... Lady
1: Death like
0: right I mean, it's, it's like it's obviously comic books like you're not gonna sell a comic book without like chick has to be hot she's gotta have a nice body she's gotta be basically naked like it's <laughs> the thing people who read comic books for the most part you know what she I mean? wears like, a cardigan
1: sweater and I don't like... wanna
0: read a comic book about a chick if she's not hot <laughs> and I'm a chick so that's just the way it goes like sure I'll, I'll she let can you, be I'll let you dig lead. your own
1: grave I can't
0: well I mean yeah well I can I'm a girl <laughs> come at me I don't give a shit <laughs>
1: come at me bro come at me
0: bro like it's the same way like with dudes I want to see hot dudes in spandex and shit too when I read that stuff still. So, to be honest I'd have
1: to read the comic books I in order to know I haven't so. which is shocking
0: to me because I love that shit
1: yeah i i, I kind of did a little quick peruse of it but i didn't really
0: which i'm still waiting for them to make crossed into a fucking movie or a series
1: oh i think they talked about it <gasps> they once, did but...
0: they can't there's yeah. no way in fucking hell they're gonna be able to pull that off that shit is so fucking violent I, there's no way. I mean, fuck. There's I don't like, know enough about it to really say anything. <laughs> I will tell you, like one specific, like scene from one of the books is the there's a dude fucking a dolphin in its blowhole, basically. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Like it's super fucked up. I've and heard I love of this. So Maybe I much. have
1: heard of this. I've, I've you've
0: seen that picture? From I, I don't that know if I've for seen it. Sure. The,
1: I, I would remember the picture, but yeah, I, I remember sure. hearing something like that. I'm sure of...
0: if you ever come across it, you're going to be like, "Why have I seen this before? <laughs> 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 it's like it's so good. Oh wow. So Oh good. You can you can read I um, have a bunch of like books, but you can read they hey, took it to you the and internet.
1: me. You and me are nothing but mammals, so let's do it.
0: I know. <laughs> it's, they take that to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah,
1: really. Well, and other news though, we also have Jake Busey he has been back in the news for a lot of reasons. One because he's playing a foul mouth reporter in the new Stranger Things episodes, uh for the season three. Is he
0: related to Gary Busey?
1: I yeah sweet yeah like he's actually i watched contact recently too and he was that. in that movie as well as this like crazed like like i don't know like some sort of cult contact member again.
0: i haven't seen that it's
1: not yet. as great as i i thought it was gonna be again but. i don't
0: yeah i never i don't care like i i feel the same way about a lot of movies that i'm like that i loved and i watch them now and i'm like nah.
1: but but also he part of the reason that he's in this is that he talks about a legit version of the, film, the Uh, of the Frighteners that is four or five hours long. Like apparently Peter Jackson, who directed the Frighteners with Michael J. Fox and all these other fucking amazing actors, including Jeffrey Combs, one of my favorite roles that he's ever done, uh, just because it's so fucking great. My body is a roadmap of pain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's using his mind powers Get him away from me! <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but that movie's great. Uh, but anyway, he apparently uh, G, uh, Peter Jackson actually did about seven or eight hours of film footage of that movie, and they cut it down to four or five. He was saying, Jake Busey was saying, that um, a lot of movies actually do have about four or five hours of footage. They cut it down to an hour and a half. But this movie probably had more like seven or eight, and they cut it down to like two. So... It's crazy. Yeah, which we'll probably never ever see this. He said you probably have to uh, petition online in order to see that before Peter Jackson would ever release a five hour cut of that movie for five hours.
0: Uh, <laughs> people
1: are going to petition it now, so <laughs> I don't know, I but it's going to happen besides Frighteners, though. Uh, J- Peter Jackson, if you're listening now, first of all, I love you. Thank you for making Dead Alive. It is my all time favorite movie. Yeah. Can you please bring it out on Blu-ray fully uncut because I would love you for life. Uh our already do suck your dick yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) in in other non-cock sucking news uh there is the fog and the evil dead are getting their 4k treatment and we ain't talking no upscale bullshit it's gonna be full 4k Dope. looks like evil dead and we didn't get to report on this last week but it was news from the week before um but evil dead is actually going to be coming out on 4k ultra hd combo pack with uh blu ray and digital on october 9th uh which i'm probably going to pick up even though i don't even have a 4k tv i just got to get it They've, they've got the it's funny to me because you're picking up the most clear picture Right. Of the movie that's ever been made directly from the film, the original film, like negative. And then the cover of the 4K is literally a folded up poster of the original Evil Dead cover with the girl reaching up, which I think is just kind of silly. Right.
0: Corner somewhere. Right.
1: Like, well, they're trying to (laughs) rag it up, you know, to make it give it that retro feel, you know, but it's like 4K, like it was, you know, anyway.
0: I'm gonna buy it too.
1: The uh the fog is also coming out in theaters October twenty sixth, so you're probably gonna see the four K shortly thereafter, uh or around the same time because pretty much how it's gonna go. So <laughs> which is weird that they picked the fog, but well, hey. I, I agree. I, I don't dislike the movie at all. I like it, but it's not my favorite of the John Carpenter movies that if I had to it's pick them. It's interesting that yeah. that's
0: the one that it's, they went with. It's okay.
1: really unique and it's kind of got this like whole sort of um I don't know. It's 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 another like, you know, HP Lovecraft nod a little bit. It's a bit. cool movie. Right. Like
0: it's a cool fucking movie. But at the same time, out of all of his stuff, like that's, Well and Jamie
1: Lee Curtis is in it.
0: That's the one. Like I don't uh, know. Why? <laughs> and,
1: and and Thrill Me's in it. <laughs> Thrill <laughs> me. Thrill me. I'm pretty sure he's in it. Yeah. You know, like Tom uh, I can't think of his name. Uh but anyway, that's it for the news. <laughs> All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our the ring and the unborn of our flesh and potatoes right now.
0: Alright, guys, we're going to start this um, part off with the first movie, The Ring, which was released in 2002.
1: The remake.
0: Oh, yeah, it's technically the remake. It's not the American version of Ringu. Ringu. Or The Ring, whatever. Ah. You're right. (laughs) It's fine. Um, This is about a journalist that must investigate a mysterious videotape, which seems to cause the death of anyone within a week of viewing it. This movie was directed by Gore Verbinski, who is also known for A Cure for Wellness, The Lone Ranger, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. Right. So, three of them.
1: This was pre-Pirates.
0: Yeah, it was, surprisingly. I was actually surprised he hasn't done more movies. Wow. Because his name is so common to me, and I've only seen, like, the first two Pirates of the Caribbean movies and had no idea I hated the other ones.
1: I'm not a huge fan of those movies. I'm not either. I mean, they're visually stunning in some of them, and I think I like the Dead Man's Chest one because it was the one that actually went a little bit
0: Yeah. Well, the the only part about the first one that I like is when the... the fucking pirates going in the water and the moon hits them and they turn into skeletons. Right, yeah. All of that shit when they're skeletons is my favorite.
1: Joe Rogan was just talking to Macaulay Culkin recently about fucking Johnny Depp and how he's in like autopilot mode. And they were talking about like 20 years ago how Johnny Depp was like, I'm not your blockbuster boy. I don't want to be doing... Because he was doing like that movie, The Dead Man or Dead Man Mm -hmm. Walking or something. Dead Man Walking or whatever the fuck it was. I think that's it. It was like that really weird art house flick in black and white that he did it was actually not a bad film but uh it's funny like they were saying that and i was like holy shit yeah he is kind of on autopilot now like but he's just rake he bought an island he owns like 15 houses
0: that motherfucker has right it's insane and you know what i don't even care i like him (laughs) he's a good actor
1: He's on autopilot, though. But he
0: is. Yeah. And I kind of wish he would get a little bit more choosy about shit that he does. But well, it's, he, it's
1: because every time he plays a normal role, he nobody likes the movie as much. Right. <laughs> he has to be wild and zany and fucking, uh, what's his name from the Rolling Stones? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever the fuck.
0: Anyway, it was written by Aaron Kruger, which is like the coolest name ever, by the way, and especially how he spells it, mm-hmm. E-H-R-E-N, I love it, um, who did the screenplay. He's done Scream 3, Arlington Road, Reindeer Games, Rings, Rings 2, The Skeleton Key, and the most recent Ghost in the Shell.
1: Gina Davis, Reindeer Games.
0: Among a bunch of others. Yeah. I love that movie, actually. I haven't... I haven't seen that in a long time either, it's but been it's a good. While. My mom made me watch that. Um, and it was also done by Koji Suzuki, who wrote the novel for The Ring, Ring 2, Rings, and Dark Water.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: Which I didn't realize that he wrote Darkwater. That's
1: pretty interesting. Yeah, those are all movies that were um, basically American ripoffs. Yep. Which is interesting well, this that the, one, how these two are related in that regard because, yeah. like, yeah.
0: Well, this opened the door for right. all of these Japanese, like, <laughs> American version ripoffs of <clears throat> Japanese books and
1: movies. Right.
0: The Ring pretty much opened that and they found out that this would be a lucrative thing. So mm-hmm. they continued and they went with, you know. The Grudge and Dark Water and a couple other movies, but I don't feel like anything had the same kind of impact as The Ring did, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, It stars Naomi Watts, who plays Rachel, who was in one of my favorite movies ever, Mulholland Drive. King Kong, she was in the Twin Peaks reboot, uh, The Ring 2, and she's also in Tank Girl! Which I totally forgot about. (laughs) It also has Martin Henderson, who plays Noah. He was in Smoking Aces. The most recent, The Strangers Pray at Night. Devil's Knot. And more recently, for any of you guys that watch TV, he is in Grey's Anatomy. It also has David Dorfman, who plays Aiden, who's in The Ring 2. The 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And a TV Series short called Zombie Roadkill, which I've never heard of but kind of want to check out. That's right, I remember. Have you seen that? No, i just thinking remember, the I, I'm thinking of the,
1: the remake, of the Texas Chainsaw. I did the Massacre. same thing. Yeah, I, I like, remember What's... he was the kid with the that was hiding in the in the the shed mm-hmm. or whatever that was trying to help them.
0: I was so confused when I saw. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" that kid's freaky looking? Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's weird. He's a weird one. <laughs> Try to be polite. I <laughs> he's a weird, weird guess. one. Um, <laughs> and also has you want to know me. Brian Cox, yes, uh, who plays Richard Morgan, Manhunter, he was in Kiss the Girls, another one of my favorite movies, um, The Reckoning, Zodiac, Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. TV series that I always talk about, Deadwood, and he was also in a couple episodes of Penny Dreadful.
1: He was also in the movie that I really like, and if you haven't seen Autopsy of Jane Doe, yes, really like that movie.
0: He's in a lot of shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just tried to pick stuff that I feel like our listeners would know. Too, sure, But yeah, you're right. Cause that was kind of recent, wasn't it? Autossi yeah, Chindo. it was, uh,
1: it was one of my top picks for two years ago. Is it a Netflix movie. You could probably watch it on Netflix somewhere up. You should watch it if you haven't seen it.
0: No, I, I have it, um, <coughs> saved to watch. Okay. I don't think I've watched it yet though. Last but not least, the one that I picked to talk about is, uh, is it Davy Chase? Davy? Mm-hmm. Davy Chase who plays Samara, who's from Donnie Darko, S Darko. Um, she's the voice for Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Literally every Lilo and Stitch movie, tv possible anything involved um and she is most recently was in big love
1: and i want to mention one last one uh jane alexander was in this movie who she plays the doctor mm-hmm. in it uh she was in glory terminator salvation the unborn which we're going to be talking about next and then dream house
0: yeah i didn't even realize it yeah it had a related actor
1: <laughs> yeah i know
0: and alex is like yeah it's the old lady and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i watched these back to back and didn't even realize it so the ring had an estimated $48 million budget, which really? is very surprising to me. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, I was very surprised about that. And it and pulled I, in. I figured that you would be too. Opening weekend, it only pulled in a little over $15 million. Um, this was released over the October like eighteenth through twentieth weekend or something like that in two thousand and two. Okay. Uh, wide release though, but it did end up grossing ultimately in the United States one hundred and twenty nine million, and cumulative worldwide gross was over two hundred and forty nine million dollars.
1: Right.
0: So box office fucking smash hit.
1: Right. Basically. Which is why we have sequels.
0: Yeah. They're not good sequels. <laughs> but we have them. So, Alex, I would like to know what your thoughts were on this, because you said you had some shit to say, and now I'm like, what the fuck do well, to say about this movie right
1: now? Well, first of all, I mean, it's been a little while since I've seen it, so to be honest, while, you know, I don't think it's a bad movie or anything like that, especially compared to the rest of the American franchise, to be honest with you, it's probably the best one in the whole thing, in my opinion.
0: It is the best one in the, the
1: whole thing. The original <laughs> and the sequels are mostly all great, in, in my opinion, because they kind of kept the same tone for the most part, although they, there's some history on that, too, and I'm I'll talk about, about the that. The
0: Japanese ones? Yes. Yeah, okay.
1: It's definitely watchable, though, this one, and I follow along just fine, but I think I remembered it a little bit more fonder than I did this viewing so i'm not really sure what i think 100 like i like it but it was just kind of like watching something yeah i wasn't like really enthralled with everything i like some of the things at the time when this movie came out there's some really great ideas that they they executed in this film that differ from the original and i think some of them were executed like really really well but Especially for, for 2002, let's be honest, some of the effects and everything oh, were yeah. really great for that time. Now, maybe it's just it just hasn't aged well for me, or maybe some of those ideas and those tropes that they use in this movie have been regurgitated so many other times in other films that I might be a little like, meh.
0: I feel like that's exactly what it is, because they've taken so many... Basically, this whole general idea of Samara and her character and that whole concept, and they've just done that and done that and done that over and over and over sure. and over and over over the last like 15 20 years or whatever like so I, I think that that's probably a lot to do with what it is it's maybe just an
1: overused concept I still enjoyed it but I mean it it kind of pushed it further back from my rewatch list mm-hmm. so like then I thought it was I initially anticipated it to be to be you know I figured oh I'll watch this probably in a year or two you know like I don't yeah, I know that maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Still, there's, there is some iconography that's in this movie. That is pretty cool. Um, I like that they redid the the video and shit and like made it into this mystery a little bit more than like the original that I recall because I haven't watched that in a long time either, but, um, I don't know, maybe I've just been spoiled by more better films since then, and it just kind of changed my opinion. I'm not picking on anybody who loves this film, by the way. I totally get it. It's a decent idea, but now I feel like I need to go back and watch the originals, you know, aside from rings which i watched you know a couple of years ago i think i did a review on it on youtube if you guys want to check it out uh which i wasn't real fond of at all like i didn't like it uh, i felt that it was extremely average i had high hopes for it to go buck shit wild on the screen they yeah, had some I decent ideas did. some of the acting was just oh it just bothered the shit out of me so and it came around the time that the bye-bye man came out too so Whoa. We keep bringing that up and he keeps coming back. (laughs) I keep telling him, bye. Bye, man.
0: He keeps coming back and I just want to (laughs) fucking burn it alive. (laughs)
1: But I I think I enjoyed The Ring versus The Grudge more which you can watch on Shutter. Oh I
0: don't
1: Shudder. like The Grudge at all. No 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 you don't understand the movie is called The Ring <laughs> versus The Grudge.
0: Oh wait, wait, wait you're so, right. Yeah. You're well totally it's right. it's called I'm Sadako versus
1: Kayaku right. which is on Shudder. You need you're to watch it if right. you have. Right I totally forgot. About which is funny this. that you just said that because I did not I, I was supposed to do a uh podcast with uh some people uh, don't go down that road don't go down that road I love that. That uh, and i did so the cute. and they wanted me to watch they were like we're gonna watch uh oh, the, yeah, yeah. the ring versus the grudge and i was like oh you just want to do one movie in my mind i'm like okay and so they were like how did you not know that we were talking about Both. the original ring and the grudge uh from the Amer- and i'm like you it just came out like that's why i thought you were saying that yeah i
0: remember you telling me about that
1: (coughs) anyway and then
0: i was like oh you're ready to do it in a movie like it's one movie together but but still i don't like the grudge (laughs) moving forward Uh, (laughs) oh it was the worst in the world everybody in the theater fucking doing it (laughs) constantly and then for like seven fucking months afterwards the whole uh, thing well fuck you (laughs) Pisses me off, and I was laughed just the same, in the theater. The same with fucking Hereditary. They did that shit too. That,
1: when like, I saw The Grudge in the off. theater, I saw Bill Pullman like do a cartwheel over the fucking railing, <laughs> and I started laughing in the theater. <laughs> he like falls over. He just like whatever. Oh, it's just so funny. Like,
0: <laughs> no, to me that's just that's a comedy. Like nothing about that movie is fucking scary. It's all just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's just ridiculous.
1: Well, in this movie though, but, yeah. I do like that Brian Cox was in it. I'm a big fan of his.
0: Yeah, even though he's so like,
1: I really love him in Trick or Treat, and then of course Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. So it was nice to see him in this role. He's really a very good actor, and I don't th- I think he's underutilized as a oh, as an actor. Uh, he's very intense and just like I don't know. There's something about him. So his part was good. The characters did have some decent spots of acting that I did enjoy, although there was some really bad spots too in this movie. Um, the kid freaks me out. Too by the way, yeah. Uh, like he's a possessed child that has some sort of adult trapped inside of his little freakish body or it's whatever. Weird. So so there's that. I kept making bad jokes about him too, like <laughs> while watching it because it just freaks me out. Oh I'm god. like kick it, kick it, kick it in the face.
0: Oh my god. Okay, so you're just like me with fucking kids and movies Like I get so pissy. Like I, I kind of did like, kill the, it.
1: I did it with the unborn too, though. Oh, to be the fair. whole movie. Yeah, the
0: whole fucking movie. Like I said, any kid that came on. Screen in that movie, I was like, "Burn it."
1: I like Jane Alexander too. She's the old lady that in both of these movies that we watch. You
0: know, she's in it for like thirty seconds.
1: She's good though. Yeah, well, yeah. She's like very short-lived roles, yeah, literally. She's
0: so good <laughs> yeah, she's and she's <laughs> kind of kind of a pivotal character, I guess, in her thirty-second screen time.
1: Right. But overall, you know, it, it's it's a good movie. It's a little outdated from the time where the Asian ghost flicks, aka the J horror movies, were pretty popular, and and then. And a few years later, they became unpopular. And so America, of course, was always late to the game, trying to milk off the J-horror phase uh, that kind of died out like four or five years later. Um, But still, it's not a bad American take on the film. And it's probably like a six and a half to me, maybe a seven or higher, especially if you compare it to other remakes of the genre of the J horror. I think it's one of the better ones. Uh, yeah. By so a
0: fucking clear mile.
1: Right. And it's PG 13. So if you have to put it into that category, I would say it's a solid seven. You know, I don't know. But this is
0: one of the greater PG 13 horror movies for me, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think it is one of the better ones. But I mean, I still feel like could you imagine if it was like extremely gory?
0: It'd be so good. Every movie would be good with gore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm movie. a gore hound, so... Like, just,
0: like, with what they wanted to do with this, but had to cut down... Yeah. ...would have just made it so, like, much more, like, just out of this fucking world. Like, just little things that I they think wanted so. to do... I think so. But that's why it, I like The Grudge it.
1: versus Kayaku, yeah. or Kayaku versus Sadako, or whatever. But uh, what about you, though? What do you think?
0: I, I've always really liked this movie, to be honest. Well, it seemed so, like it, yeah. Yeah, like, I was excited when you suggested it, because, I, honestly, I was surprised...
1: Well, we've been doing so many old movies. We always do old movies. We'll well, be doing a lot of 80s. We've been doing a lot of ripoffs. I don't know. We've been doing a lot of older ones. And I was like, well, maybe we should do some more current. Stuff so yeah. I, I feel like we almost jump ahead.
0: constantly. I feel like we're doing we're either in the 80s or like yeah. early 90s. So like we're stuck in this like 15 year like like range, right? Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> or like between like 75 and like 95. And we I'm dip just into like, like, Alex. Like, I'm gonna yeah. fucking kill you. Well, we're gonna like, have
1: to do 60s movies soon. So
0: I'm okay with that. Whatever. So I was really excited when we got to do this. This has one of my favorite. Like, there's so many visuals that I've always taken away from this movie that I will hold on to forever because they're just so beautiful. Yeah, and. The tape on its own is just a fucking masterpiece by itself. You like mean I, the video that they, play? yeah, okay. the video that they watch, like, is just it's so fucking cool. And the story, like, yeah, the acting gets a little bit spotty here and there. Like there's some characters that just annoy the fuck out of you and others that are just like, "Why are you here? You know it is what it is. But overall, I've always been impressed with this movie. I thought they did a really good job with it, and the visuals make up for all of it for me, to be honest. like so I can watch this movie just with no sound and be perfectly happy about it,
1: okay. Well, they got that blue tint to everything.
0: Yeah, and I, I love that. Like, yeah. I've, I've always liked that, which is, like, just how they film it. Like, artistically, it's just, like, a different take on everything. I don't know. I've always loved that, like, film that they put on. St- like, a Yeah, they wanted movies. to give it that
1: drab feeling. You know,
0: it's kind of like Evil Dead has this own its own, like, type of grit and dirt to it. Like... It's the same with this. It has its own view.
1: Maybe they just fucked up the color correction. Fucking <laughs>
0: probably. <laughs> We're all giving them credit for something we think Yeah, they're like, Yeah, no, really, it
1: was supposed to be a color. We're and...
0: like, Whoops. <laughs> like, we fucked that up, but okay. Please keep thinking it was intentional. <laughs> um, so yeah. To me, like I this it's still as good now as it was when I first saw it. Okay. So, I mean I saw this in like two thousand and three, so I was like thirteen. Probably when I saw it
1: and well, I assumed it would be better for you than it was for me well, because you're more recent for me. Right. Yeah. Like it's something that you grew up with a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, this was a big fucking deal for me growing up.
1: It was a big deal to me too, though. So yeah,
0: like this was, this was, this was it, you know what I mean? Like this was like our, my generation is like evil dead
1: okay you know you think
0: i think so like wow. I, I mean
1: i don't know about evil dead that's a that's i'm a trying huge. to think of
0: a big movie like in comparison right to it you know like and or um i don't know like, i can't final really destination think of would be
1: like uh, something i would think
0: maybe if, yeah final destination or like scream or urban legend like or Saul whatever saw or like, something i don't um, know um it was a big deal for me. I just remember it being a big deal. Same with like when The Grudge came out. That was a big thing. I think maybe too, because a lot of it was, a lot of my friends were into like Japanese
1: well, I, manga
0: and books and things like that. So that's what I was going like, to say.
1: I was really into the J horror at the time. Right. I was looking for the underground shit right. that America wasn't even, didn't even know about like mm-hmm. in the late 90s on. Yeah. So,
0: exactly. Yeah. So that's why, I don't know. If I, I've always resonated with this movie. It was never it never scared me by any means, but I just felt like I have always remembered the the visual takeaway from everything. Mm. Like I remember the pictures that they have that she's created or whatever, like with the actual horse rocking horse thing with the nails and shit all in it. Like so cool. Sure. And there's one scene in that movie that I hate hated when I first saw it and Ugh. hated it every time I've seen Talking it. Talking
1: about the nail popping.
0: No, that doesn't bother me. I hate that. I always think of the corn music video. Anyway, no, it's not that. I'm talking about the scene with the horse. Okay. Ugh, kills me. I don't like watching war <laughs> movies, old war movies, because of horses that die it pisses me the fuck off. Like
1: <laughs> animals in general. Animals
0: in general bother me, but horses and dogs are like the biggest things for me. I'm like, nope.
1: Even the want, director uh, of the Meg it. said he's like, you can kill ten thousand oh, people, but as soon as you kill a dog or an animal,
0: you're fucked. You're gonna yeah. get
1: you're gonna get letters, hate mail, strongly Everyone worded letters you. or tweets nowadays.
0: Yeah, no, and it's, I feel like it's kind of always been like that to be honest
1: but
0: <laughs> no it's it's you can you can brutally fucking murder however many fucking people you want in a movie or a tv show or whatever but the second you kill one fucking animal everybody's up your ass and i, I always get offended by that too <laughs> i don't
1: you know i don't, hate I, don't I don't like it but i don't like i know it's not real
0: yeah like that, i never
1: I, it's not something i like. i don't i don't like seeing a dog get shot in the face like they never really do that
0: I don't. Yeah, I know it's not real. I don't care. It's like I'm the just,
1: John, it's the John Wick thing. You know, that's what. Why makes, I didn't
0: watch that movie. Yeah, but you know why everybody <laughs> loves that then. movie
1: is because the dog gets killed. Well, because it justifies the all thing. the brutal murdering that he does. Yeah, after that, I
0: I would kill people if they did that to my dog too. Exactly, so.
1: and that's what's missing from the second one. Like
0: they didn't kill his dog. They didn't again. kill his dog.
1: <laughs> Anyway, Ugh. so what score would you give this movie? By the way,
0: oh, this is like a solid like seven and a half out of ten for me.
1: Okay, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the the ring face. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I never
0: liked that. I like, laugh I always every time. Thought it was stupid, and when they make fun of it in Scary Movie, I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> so, like it's so dumb. Oh, well, that's
1: why I like it, is because it's silly. Yeah, that's why I li- cause, well, like. Because that's
0: what makes it. Like that's what it's funny. I think ruined it for yeah, me. Yeah, like, it's funny. You know, even when I first saw it, I laughed. <laughs> Like when I was a kid and I see it, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't think it was scary. See,
1: that's what we should have done for the shot. You got to make a ring face at each other <laughs> as, as you drink it. Oh, my God. You got to make that noise, you know? <laughs> anyway. No.
0: Uh, so I have some trivia. Okay. And one of the things that I was, I'm actually really sad that I don't have this on DVD because I want to try this. Okay. So this is trivia slash I want everybody to try it for me because I don't have this movie on DVD. We have The Ring Two on DVD. God knows fucking why, okay. but we don't have this one. So the cursed video is actually available as an Easter egg on the DVD. So you select the select look here and you press down. Oh, and I your, remember that. Your cursor is going to disappear. Right, right, I remember that. And you, when you hit, it. so then after that, you're going to hit enter, which has an interesting feature. Your remote control becomes completely disabled. Once the video starts playing, you cannot stop it, you cannot pause it, you cannot fast forward it, and you cannot not return to the menu the only thing you can do is turn off the tv otherwise you're forced to watch the entire video seven days when it's over <laughs> the dvd returns to the main menu and then you hear a phone ring twice before you're given control over your remote again i fucking love that
1: yeah i remember it and they
0: have a similar ish feature on the vhs if you, like, rewind it back far enough or some shit like that, like, it has a similar feature on the VHS tape, too. Yeah,
1: that's very linear, though. Right? I'm like, well, uh, yeah, what like,
0: forward-thinking have you are you guys? Or like, a
1: reverse? Or
0: rev- I guess, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> VHS was still a fucking thing in 2002, Yeah, okay. but it wasn't
1: like a DVD where it has several layers. No,
0: but I, I thought that was, I just thought that was cool. Now yeah, I want to find no, a fucking it VHS copy and go fuck around with that, too. <laughs> Let's see. So, until the 2017 remake of Stephen King's It mm-hmm. came out, the ring was the highest grossing horror remake in history wow because it grossed a total of like we said earlier 249 million fucking dollars it's a lot of fucking money
1: back then yeah for sure which
0: is crazy to me that this made more than the evil dead remake which makes me a little sad Yeah, because the evil dead remake is well, fucking brilliant. It's
1: because it's PG 13, right? Probably fuckers.
0: Well, cause evil dead was R, so I feel like they probably would have had more people if it was PG 13 Then it would have sucked. So
1: yeah, but you know what the funny thing is, is that that movie may have sold well in the theaters, but I don't see that many people buying the ring and thinking about the ring remake. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that it isn't a good movie or anything. I'm just saying that it, I really have a feeling that the the remake of uh, Evil Dead is going to outlast. Oh, big time. The Ring.
0: Absolutely.
1: The Ring will always be remembered and people will like it. But in the end, Evil Dead remake is going to make a shit ton more money than The Ring will.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to end up grossing like a whole lot more. I'm sure at this point, if they revisit it, it's made a lot more money.
1: Especially that the other movies haven't been all that great of The Ring franchise in America. The Ring Rings was just terrible. I mean, it was okay. It was just a movie.
0: I've seen 40 minutes of that movie and had no interest in continuing or starting from the beginning and finishing it. So. Right. Well, thank you. So that sick-ass fucking tree that she sees in the distance, like the main tree, focal point, right. basically, with the fiery red leaves, is actually a Japanese maple. And the fruit that that tree produces is called a Samara. Oh which I thought was fucking cool. <laughs> I was like that's so cool. Like I just I never re- I don't know. I just like how it was like literal they actually got with shit. Um the lighthouse that they show in the movie is a fictional—it's a fictional name for an actual lighthouse. So they call it the Moesco Island yeah. Lighthouse in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's a real lighthouse that's located in Newport, Oregon, which was built in 1870. Motherfucking three—it's old as fuck. Nice. But the real lighthouse is named the Yaquina Head Lighthouse and is actually still currently an active aid to navigation. And it's reported to be haunted by a ghost of a past keeper,
1: Ooh. which I think is really cool. Was the ghost named Samara? No. Okay. It's probably like (laughs) stew or
0: something stupid. (laughs) Seven days. Seven days. (laughs) So when they showed Noah's locker... In the AV room, you notice there's a bunch of cool-ass stickers for bands and stuff in there, at least I did. Okay. That's what my head went to, or my eyes went to. So he has a Bad Religion sticker that's primarily focused, invisible, in his locker, right? Gore Verbinski actually directed the 94 music video for American Jesus by Bad Religion, which was a 1993 Epitaph Records release of Recipe for Hate, and other stickers that are visible in the locker include those for other Epitaph bands, Pennywise, The Refused, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards, and The the descendants
1: Hmm, nice I was
0: like that's a fun little tie that is cool I thought that was really interesting Ah. Um, another thing that I had is about some of the stuff that they used to promote the movie so I don't know what you have that you want to tell me some Uh, tell me some trivia Alex well
1: the person who wrote the Ringu series was it was a novel first Koji Suzuki wrote the, his second novel, which was Ringu, about a reporter investigating the deaths of four teenagers found dead after watching a mysterious videotape. It became one of the biggest best-selling horror novels in Japan. It was so wildly popular that they actually called him the Stephen King of Japan. So that's how big this book was. Uh, at the time, the J-horror craze had been popularized, and The Grudge shortly followed this movie in particular in 2004. So they made a remake in 2004 in America uh, from another Japanese horror movie or J horror. And that movie made about 187 million off of a $10 million budget. So one fifth of the budget that the ring had, and it almost made the same amount of money as the ring,
0: right? worldwide
1: that is crazy uh you mentioned dark water as Mm -hmm. well that was another movie that came out of this time they also did the pulse movie which was another uh japanese remake
0: one miss call one two
1: shutter one miss call like there's all these other ones i believe the uh pulse movie was called cairo
0: i think so so, right. But, and then we started to finally take foreign horror films and remake them and make them decent.
1: Well, <laughs> like years, years later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Many I don't know later. about that because they did that to record, and I think the record movies are better than oh. the, the remakes.
0: Nah, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that one.
1: Okay. But yeah, but, I think some of the originals are actually really good. Um, But, you know, the Ring franchise kind of fizzled out. The when, Ring was
0: my favorite out of those. That were done over the next, like, eight years.
1: Really? I mean.
0: Like, I liked it better than Dark Water and Pulse. and
1: The Ring 2 was really, a lot of people get upset about that one.
0: Yeah. The studio actually placed copies of the mysterious killer tape at concerts and events and shit, like, all over the city. Um, And the tape had a label directing whoever watched it to a website, which was, like, an openletter.com. Or something, I believe, um, which was supposedly written by a pedophile who'd seen the tape and was now trying to warn others about its impending their impending fate or his impending fate, right?
1: It's the global conspiracy.
0: Yeah. Which this (laughs) character was actually portrayed by Chris Cooper, who was included in the movie but was completely cut out of it Hmm. later on. So Chris Cooper just briefly, he's from American Beauty, he plays the fucking psychotic like beater dad to the hot guy. Oh, okay. Super military guy, and he's also an adaptation, but in a subplot that was deleted completely by the theatrical release, like I mentioned before. The website contained links that led to other movie-related mock-ups, including a page written by one of Katie's friends, who was a character in the movie that died, obviously. Well, she didn't, she didn't die, but...
1: So they tried to no, make Katie it Katie did.
0: Katie died. Sorry. I get confused on which one died. Teenagers. They tried the to make it a
1: viral marketing thing.
0: Essentially. So one of the pages supposedly written by Katie's friends who was unaware of her death and believed that she'd been kidnapped or ran away. And a page is written by scientists who research psych like psychic phenomena, including televisions and transmissions. And when the movie was released, DreamWorks deleted all of the web pages and denied ever having anything to do with them what the fuck in the end and I'm like you motherfuckers I
1: wonder if <laughs> anybody <laughs> saves some of that that's stuff. like
0: crazy what is that like guerrilla marketing or whatever it's like this crazy ass fucking tactic that I love like I'm like it's so fucking cool and I would love to come across one of those tapes that someone left somewhere. well you got
1: the Blair Witch that really kind of started it and then you also have like nine inch nails doing their mm-hmm. uh, what was it called Zero Year Zero, where yes. he tried to do a lot of weird marketing with that as well, where you had to go to like different websites. Yeah,
0: well, and they did one of the biggest things for this movie was they played parts of the tape.
1: Yeah, with nothing cool.
0: else, like on TV and shit. Like they just played like little snippets of the tape with nothing, huh. no explanation, nothing. It was just on TV,
1: just a fingernail like popping. commercials, yeah, you know, like weird,
0: sh- not shit like that, no, yeah, but like not. stuff, you know, like little. There's been some other sh- shows that have done that too. American Horror Story, I think, was one of the most recent ones that that did that. Right. They had that whole crazy marketing campaign with the first season. Interesting. And where they just had these weird fucking promo with no explanation as to what it was until (laughs) right about fifteen days, thirty days or so before it actually aired. Koji Suzuki, the author of the novel upon which the movies are based, says that the title actually refers to the cynical nature of the curse. Since for the viewer to survive after watching it, the videotape must be copied and passed around over and over, hence the ring. Right. Which I found incredibly interesting. A couple of the scenes that I was discussing earlier that were completely taken out of the movie... That I feel like would have made this so much cooler. Obviously would have pushed it into a rated R instead of a PG-13, but I would have been really excited to see it. The bathtub suicide scene was far more graphic in the original cut of this film, which obviously you can see little bits where they wanted to make it more graphic because they show quite a bit of blood just in very quick spurts. And so, you know, his head maybe exploded or his eyes popped Popped out or some type of fucking shit. Right. And... Samara's murder lasted longer in the original cut and was much more brutal than what audiences saw in theaters. Originally, the plastic bag over her head fails to subdue her, which is leading her mom to repeatedly strike her in the head with a large rock, which you see lying on the ground in some of the shots of the well.
1: Ah, nice.
0: And the rock only weakens her, and finally her killer resorts to slamming her head against the side of the well before dumping her in
1: wow and I'm like oh
0: my god why just do that part Like, she, her head's in a bag like you're not gonna see it but I mean it's a child
1: well, uh, yeah it's probably There's a little
0: no way in hell they'd be able to I'm sure it was hard enough for them to pass it as a PG-13 with, right. with her you know suffocating her with a bag it's a kid standout uh, scenes standout
1: scenes yeah we're calling them standout, standout scenes, scenes now <laughs> uh, or stand in the water and get electrocuted scenes Um <laughs> I mean it's
0: like a running theme in these movies for some reason
1: there's a lot of really really little things but the the big one is obviously the horse thing um, to give you guys kind of an idea I if you've never seen the scene. ring or know what any of the story is though let's break it down brief like quick um, poignant way as best we can essentially what happens is is there's a mother who has a, do- or a son and she finds out that her sister's daughter daughter her niece basically dies in some weird weird way and she goes to the funeral her sister asks her to go report on this to figure it out because that's what she does for a living and she's a reporter so she goes and does some digging around she finds out that this tape she watches it the tape basically makes her shows her all these like weird kind of like disturbing images on the screen and then a phone rings and it says you have seven days to live basically and she'd heard the story sort of about it a little yeah. bit beforehand so it kind of freaks her out a little bit and she's not easily shaken she's a real strong independent woman and life starts going out of spiraling out of control you find out essentially and this is spoiler alert territory that samara is samara is actually some sort of psychic like beast
0: she's like a demon
1: she's basically. like yeah she has like some powers she doesn't sleep she's able to materialize things into reality uh they, they briefly talk about it during that whole doctor scene very briefly yeah and it doesn't really explain it real well and i can't remember if they even talk about that in the movie but the mother ends up killing her because they don't know what to do with her because she's there's something wrong with her
0: right Everything becomes worse when they bring her around. So in the chick, Naomi Watts' character, Rachel, right? how she ends up coming across this whole thing with about the, the tape and everything is her son pulls this whole like Sixth Sense bullshit where he's like somehow linked to Samara, yeah, it which they never totally really explain, but it's very yeah. Sixth Sense-esque. And I'm like, nobody's got shit on that movie. Don't fuck with that movie. Right, <laughs> yeah. Movie I mean, the kid's amazing.
1: creepier than the that other kid. kid is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: way scarier. That kid's cute as fuck. This kid is frightening.
1: <laughs> Not anymore.
0: He's, yeah, no, yeah, he stayed like the he, same but got older. It's weird. He's
1: cool though. I like him. He is
0: cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's not he's not cute. Anymore. <laughs> um so that's kind of what leads her into diving into this
1: Yeah, story, we don't need to spoil too much more than that, but um, I think it makes a premise for some of the th- weird shit. Yeah. Like the videos really cool. They show a lot of like really random weird scenes. Like I I believe the original movie Ringu was just a door and it wasn't even a well it was just a door and then some girl comes out and comes towards the TV and cuts off and that and then you get the phone call I believe that's what Ringu was like uh, so they kind of up 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 the Annie a little bit with the fucking video as I recall I can't I think there was other stuff in the video I just it's been so long I can't remember but I believe that they did some pretty cool things with that there was like she watches the video and she's like analyzing the video infecting everybody pretty much but but she tries not to. So she, there's one part where she pulls a fly off the screen of the television. She sees it, its wing like twitching when she paused the video mm-hmm. and pulls it off. And I thought that was really cool. I love that scene. It's like that whole, that that adds to the movie in a way that I think was, you know, it's really unique, mm-hmm. you know, and I like that where it kind of breaks through the border a little bit. So I thought that was cool. That yeah. Was, that was the scene I liked.
0: I did really like that part too. She had the. That's uh, something that always stands out to me.
1: She had the diode where she pulls the diode out of her throat. I thought it was hair at first, and she starts pulling on it, and it's like the diode that you would stick on from, your chest. Yeah,
0: from when she was being examined by the doctor, right? Which I thought was like it at first because I thought it was hair too, and I'm like, oh.
1: But I don't want to. I didn't want to yeah. take your horse thing. So
0: no, I hate that scene.
1: Well, let's you, talk you, about well, it. You though. can take it. I hate it's that. It's still a standout scene. scene.
0: Pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, it's one of the. It's one of the big scenes in the movie. To right. be honest, like.
1: But she's on this ferry.
0: Somehow she decides that she's going to go up to this fucking horse trailer that's on this ferry when she's going back to the island and. She comes up to this horse trailer. Why the fuck anybody in their right mind would come up to the side of a horse trailer and stick their hands in there to try and touch a fucking horse is beyond me.
1: Well, I mean, I understand maybe trying it one time, but, but when the horse back, backed away, then you realize, hey, this might frighten the horse, and I don't want to cause any problems, so I'm just going to walk away. No, yeah. she tries three or four fucking times, yeah, and then is like, "Please calm down. I wasn't even angry. Why are you getting freaked out? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. It's a horse. Well,
0: first of all, this horse is, doesn't know where the fuck it is. It's still it's pent up in." The <laughs> this fucking container who knows how long it's been in this container
1: when well, she obviously knows that she's like cursed right and like you're gonna die
0: you fucking asshole like why are you fucking with this horse like there's obviously you know what's going on at this point with the story like leave it the fuck alone but anyway she keeps fucking with this horse the horse gets pissed off and then eventually like which the whole scene leading up to this is fucking cool but the horse ends up busting out of its carrier right and starts running around the fucking ferry right. trying to kill her ass Well, it's you're coming out. after her well, I don't it, think
1: it was actually trying to hurt her I think it was just went crazy and jumped off
0: yeah but they make it look like it's trying to fucking kill her or whatever. Like, that's the feel they're going for at the end. But it's running directly towards her and she just kind of ducks down and it jumps over the side (laughs) of the fucking fairy. And of course... Sorry, I think it's funny. Of course, hits its back fucking legs (laughs) on... the fucking railing and they like break and it makes me really sad. And then
1: it bangs its head against and the side of the boat. And then it bangs its head on
0: the boat and then it's all CGI and terrible, but still. And then the hey, horse is like... It looks good! Like, no, it does. It does. It does actually look good, but it was still like... It bums me out every time I watch <laughs> it. And then this poor horse is like crying and drowning in the water and it makes me really sad. And, and then, then it,
1: the, blo- the re- propeller kills And then it. it
0: gets underneath the boat and of course you know everybody rushes to the other side and you know the horse because there's a scene in the fucking videotape where where it's just like obviously blood in the water bubbling around right which i noticed anyway right and and the little girl screams that's the scene and you see the blood come out from underneath the boat and then the girl (laughs) the little girl that owns the horse is screaming and if i was that little girl i would have Punch that bitch in the fucking face. Well,
1: yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, if you would have just left the fucking horse alone, it yes. would be alive right now. You like dumb instantly would
0: have like, "Boom, fuck you! You owe me like eight grand, eight million fucking dollars, or however much horses are. I don't know. <laughs> if you owe me all this money. Like, I would have sent her out a bill. Like, I would have thrown her over the fucking side of the boat. Like, some shit. Like, if that was my animal, like, I would have fucking kicked her ass. Well, I don't
1: think they really knew that she did it, but even still, she killed that horse, basically. She
0: made it pretty obvious, I thought, but I don't know.
1: The next part, the next scene oh, that I liked was I the one scene. where Brian Cox's character, he plays Mr. Morgan, who is Sabara's dad. You find out that he was a basically, you think he, he's the reason that she died, but really it's...
0: Yeah, and they make you think he killed her.
1: Yeah, but he, really he's just covering his wife's tracks right? because his wife killed her. Right. Um, but He didn't want her. But, but. He, he can't live with it anymore because she comes trudging it up and he's like, I realize now that she's never going to stop. And uh, he's like, so I'm just going to end it. And he's like got all this electronic gear. So cool. Like in the bathroom. And it's like really overdoing it like a Oh, it's, it's a lot.
0: He would have exploded, right?
1: And then he just <laughs> puts on this fucking horse, uh, the bit th- the mouth piece yeah. and then like clicks the switch on his chest and, and stands in a fucking bathtub full of water and I really would have loved to seen the extra scene that you were talking about the extra pieces because that was a really like he just does a really good job of being in that moment it's so good I thought it was really cool so it's
0: so good and you know what he it takes 40 fucking minutes to get to Brian Cox in the entire movie right right and when you finally get to him he has all about maybe four minutes of screen time right yeah just so disappointing because you said said it earlier like he is one of those actors that's completely underutilized and he yeah. is fucking phenomenal in anything he does whether it's comedy like super troopers to right horror and yeah. he's so good in a super Tr- troopers
1: treat, trick-or-treat it was Trick pretty funny treat. too oh
0: he's so i love where I he loved, shoots
1: the pumpkin head kid that was so funny
0: trick-or-treat like you yeah. should do that honestly yeah i, I would be well we already
1: have him. actually oh, yeah, you guys did huh yeah. If you yeah. wanna see more Brian Cox, watch Autopsy Jane Doe.
0: Yeah, no, I'll enjoy it. I've him. been meaning to watch that movie for a long time. You so really I'm, need to I'm see it. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna watch it.
1: But yeah, I like the movie. It's just I don't know, it just didn't age well for me, but you like it still, so
0: Yeah, I still to me it still holds true to the test of time for me. I don't, I don't know. It didn't really scare me when I first saw it in two thousand and three, but You know, so it obviously doesn't scare me now, but still like the imagery and everything to take away from it is still cool. It's a great story. I
1: mean, there are a lot of other scenes, guys. I just, I mean, if you've already seen it, you kind of know. But to be honest, like those are the big ones to me. Like end scene is her coming out of the TV, obviously, which is like iconic. Yeah. Um, But I mean, that is like (laughs) the end of the movie, essentially. And it's like,
0: I hate that scene. I'm like, just run out. Like, why are you still in your apartment?
1: Yeah, like, he just falls on the ground Dumbass. like,
0: what do then, I do? I don't know, then, <laughs>
1: grab a gun, shoot it in the face?
0: Or leave? I mean, fuck. Or, when Kick she, it in the head? <laughs> when she comes in and discovers him, too, is hilarious to me. Oh, oh with like, his
1: little O face? What
0: about this says, continue walking towards him? Everything in that scene is saying, turn the fuck around, you stupid bitch.
1: I don't know. What do you guys think of this movie? Like, do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you okay with it? Or is it too old that you don't remember what you think of it?
0: I'm interested to see everybody, what they say.
1: Yeah. We did watch another movie, though, The Unborn from 2009. Uh, The story is a young woman fights the spirit that is slowly taking possession of her, uh, which is very vague. Oh, yeah. Um, It was written and directed by David S. Goyer, who is the writer of Batman Begins, Dark City, the Dark Knight, Batman v Superman, Blade One, Two, and Three, Demonic Toys, Dollman versus Demonic Toys, Arcade, The Puppet Masters, which is the Body Snatchers remake sort of thing. Uh he did Crow, City of Angels, and he's also directed Blade Trinity and the Invisible.
0: He did so much amazing shit prior to this movie. And right. And then he went on to do so much more amazing shit. Well,
1: I don't know. Batman versus Superman was not Oh, no, not that. Yeah. Oh, wait,
0: no, yeah, because Dark Knight was prior to
1: and Blade Blade 3 is really bad. I don't
0: care. <laughs> I love all the Blade movies. <laughs> uh,
1: some of the cast in this movie, uh, as I mentioned, he was the writer and director of this movie, by the way. So, uh, Some of the cast was Odette Annabelle or Annabelle. I don't know how to say her name. It's A-N-N-A-B-L-E. It's what not is- Annabelle, B-E-L. Annabelle? Annabelle. Yeah, I guess. Like Hannibal. I don't know. I think it's Annabelle. She's uh named Casey in the movie. She's the main actress. She was in Cloverfield, which is where I recognized her from. She was also in Walk Hard, Kindergarten Cop as a Kid. She was also in a corporate chaos movie called Operation Endgame and a comedy called Group Sex, which is not a porno. I actually... (laughs) I actually watched that on tour when I was like with aste- oh, really? the aesthetic perfection, yeah. yeah funny. And we were laughing about it because it is kind of weird. I was like, I mean, "What the fuck are we watching?" I'm more guys? happy
0: about the fact that it wasn't because if you guys watched a fucking porno altogether, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah. That's hey weird. guys, you,
1: what is it weird if I'm jerking off? No, dude, just don't look at me in the eyes. Just
0: don't give me eye contact. <laughs> and don't jizz in my hair. Uh, uh,
1: it also stars, and this is a great preface for this character and actor, <laughs> the the all time great Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. <laughs> who plays. This makes it even better. Rabbi Shen- Sendek.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he obviously is known for many films like Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Dark Knight. He played Sid in Sid and Nancy. He was in The Fifth Element, Leon, The Professional.
0: Everybody! Harry Potter!
1: Uh, he was also in a Getting in a fantastic that. movie that I can't wait to make fun of one day called Tiptoes. And uh, I'd also like to watch, uh, well, he was in Darkest Hour recently and many more.
0: He's, in, he's serious black in the Harry Potter series, by the way.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do remember that. He was he's the werewolf nice. guy or whatever. No, I can't remember.
0: He's not a werewolf. Anyway,
1: a we're not talking about Harry Potter again. <laughs>
0: don't get me going yeah I can't I, I love Gary Oldman so uh,
1: it also stars Cam Giganet <gasps> yeah. uh, who is plays Mark he was in the Twilight series as James he was in The Magnificent Seven the movie Pandorum which he's really weird in that role by he the way he is I, I didn't like him in Pandorum it, I, I didn't like his character I didn't like how he acted he's
0: fucking weird it like, was and, weird and he's, I like him
1: and he's supposed to be unsettling but it was it was something else it was uncomfortable
0: but not in like an interesting way
1: right he was also in a movie. Movie called The Roommate. Uh, this one also stars Megan Good, who plays Romy. She was in Brick, uh, House Party Four, You Got Served, One Miss Call, and Anchorman Two. Mm-hmm. Also stars Idris Elba. Idris who, Elba. Idris Elba. Sorry.
0: Sorry, it's fine. I like him.
1: Uh, <laughs> he was uh, Father Wyndham in this movie. He was in the movies Pacific Rim. Thor, all the Thor movies and some of the Avengers movies. He was in star Trek beyond the dark tower. Disappointment film. I know Prometheus ghost rider, spirit of vengeance, losers, prom night remake, and 28 weeks later, to name a few. Yep. Also, I mentioned Jane Alexander, who was uh, the grandma Sophie. She was in, like I said, uh glory terminator, salvation, the unborn and dream house and the child creepy fucker, uh, Atticus Schaefer, or Schaffer, uh, plays Maddie, the creepy fucking boy. He was in the movies Hancock with Will Smith and Frankenweenie, and the animated movie. He's so. also
0: in the TV show called The Middle, which is where I know him from.
1: Oh, I don't even know that. And
0: show. the kid that plays the super creepy kid, Bartow, the demon.
1: Yeah, I don't know who the demon kid that was. That is
0: Car- the actor that plays Carl in Shameless, the American version oh, of Shameless.
1: Oh, see, I didn't even see that show. The budget for this movie was sixteen million, and it made about twenty million in the U.S. and about seventy-six point five million worldwide. Which wasn't a box office smash or anything. It could have seen like what was s- the budget overall? It was uh, sixteen million, and they made about twenty million in the U.S. and seventy-six point five million worldwide. So,
0: Whew.
1: well, what are your thoughts on this movie?
0: I remembered seeing this movie like we I discussed with you a little bit prior to this mm-hmm. there was a time where my best friend used to fucking drag me to horror movies in the theaters all the time yeah which i have never been much for watching horror movies in the theater it's just it's not something that i like mainly because i hate other humans most of the time and how they react in horror movies it ruins it for me and it takes me out of the entire experience she took me to see this movie she wanted to see it really bad, right? So we we go and see it, and I remember being, like, one part in this movie that was great, and the rest of it was incredibly disappointing to me, mm. and I forgot about it. And when you mentioned that you wanted to watch it, when I looked it up, I kind of remember, like, because the main um, poster is of that Odette ass. whatever's looking at herself in the mirror with her butt right
1: yeah that ass the white tank the white wife (laughs) beater and the white
0: underwear and i'm just like this looks kind of familiar but at the same time like i still don't really remember it right and i could be confusing it with like seven other movies that are pretty similar to this
1: they really wanted to sell that movie is that with her ass (laughs) that's the only
0: way that they could sell this fucking movie to be honest (laughs) it really is And, and that's sad because her ass isn't that great and what took me what brought me back in no right because I, I was watching the it enti- the entire time going i feel like i've seen this movie before why do i feel like i've seen this is all very kind of familiar to me and but i don't think i've seen it and then all of a sudden when that stupid fucking kid after she he's she comes in and he's showing the reflection of the baby or whatever you know and that fucking kid says jumbie wants to be born now i was like i've seen this fucking movie and I hate this fucking movie <laughs> like, instantly. But then I remember the one scene that's redeeming as fuck to me, and we'll talk about that later. However, this is not one of my favorite movies anywhere near it. I I don't really have a positive takeaway from this. I didn't when I saw it. I still don't. Um the story is kind of interesting. True. Sure. Um, and now especially with being more well submersed in the whole concept of a Dybbuk. Yeah. And the stories behind Which is, the Dybbock. And sure. especially because we got to be around a famous one, when we went to... Oh, yeah, Zag I Baggins's know. museum, and I told Mouse all about it, and he got really extra jealous. He was already jealous, and now he's very jealous. I appreciate it a little bit more, especially because it goes kind of true to the whole story behind that idea, I guess, it's, you know, as far as I'm familiar with. So it's interesting, but it's still a convoluted story. It goes too many different places, and it doesn't all tie together very well in the end. And they try and do too many things with... A weird plot, and it doesn't pay off. And they have so many amazing actors that I'm so confused on how they convinced... I want to know how they fucking convinced Gary Oldman and Idris Elba to be a part of this movie. Well,
1: and I think the reason why is because he respected the writer. Probably. And the director because of all the movies that he had written. I mean, we're talking about The Dark Knight, uh, or was it...
0: Was it The Dark Knight? He did The Dark Knight.
1: He helped write The Dark Knight screenplay. Right. Uh, so I'm sure that they had a working relationship uh, for this film. And they were like, he was like, yeah, like, I'll do it because uh, Goyer's on there. I'm good with him. I'm
0: sure. Like, I'm sure that's a big part of it. Obviously, if it was a $15 million budget or $16 million budget, they didn't pay them enough. Right. So and especially like, even though it was kind of early in Idris Elba's career, it wasn't that early. And, and
1: he's a British actor. What so I love
0: like, so much, too, is that they're trying to get him to be the first Black James Bond. There's been this whole thing. That really? They want him to be the Black James Bond or whatever, and and I would love that.
1: I like him. I don't know.
0: He's a great actor, and he is fucking fine. I
1: don't know if he's that charismatic.
0: He's that charismatic. To me, he is. Anyway. <laughs> um, Yeah, not at all anywhere in my range of...
1: Well, what, what did you like about no, it? Did you like at anything all. at all? or
0: Yeah, there, there's one scene in particular that I actually really enjoyed from this movie that was something that's still, like, it's not as scary now as it was to me when I first saw it, obviously, but it's still creepy, and it's so good. But we'll get to that when we talk about scenes. Okay. We're not there yet. It's not a fucking horrible movie. I've seen way worse fucking horror movies, especially in theater, because Jenny dragged me to some terrible fucking movies. Yeah. And that's why I banned her from taking me to horror movies for a very <laughs> long time. Um, but the, ha- the haunting of Molly Hartley was a million times worse than this. Do not ever fucking make me watch that movie and talk about it. Cause I will <laughs> not be serious at all at any point.
1: We'll be talking about that next week. Oh,
0: fuck you. No, we're not. We already know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I feel like if the story would have just not tried to like, would have stuck with one premise instead of trying to go this other, you know, German Nazi esque story it didn't jive as well as I wanted it to. Like, I feel like it was just too choppy of a, like put together. Okay. I don't know. It didn't work the way that I hoped it was going to work. And it felt very like, it felt very much like a stretch and like they were reaching for something to try and make it make more sense and to make the whole concept of the Dybbuk be Like, to tie it back further. Okay. If that makes any sense of what I'm saying. Sure. To try and make it sound like it's this, like, long-lasting fucking demon that's been around for centuries or whatever, right? Like, that's why I felt like it was a reach. I didn't feel like it was necessary. So, it kind of bummed me out. I'm like, stick with one or the other. Tie it in better. It It was very just sloppy.
1: Okay. I think I liked it a little bit more than you. I think this is the first big movie that I saw even mentioning a Dybbuk.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: I think it is the first big, I mean, there is, I'm looking at it right now, and I there's a movie from 1937 called The Dybbuk. I'm mm-hmm. um, pretty yes. sure most people don't know what the fuck that is right I think the two movies that everybody always remembers is this one the unborn from 2009 and the possession from 2012 yeah which has that guy from the Watchmen. I can't think of his name the, the laugher or whatever
0: Oh, my God. The hot one.
1: Uh, Yeah, that the guy. Comedian. Yeah, the comedian. God damn Thank it. you. I fucking Sorry. love
0: him. I always forget his actual name, too. I love he, him. he
1: did a movie about the Dybbuk box where his daughter gets he gives he goes to this auction and she picks it up or whatever. Yeah, that's the one
0: that it's tied to at Zach Baggins's.
1: it seems it's weird, though. Museum. Like when I watch this movie, it seemed to kind of embrace not only one of the movies that we talked about from the last episode with the whole mirror thing, uh, the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also kind of dips into the black. Water Cove part two in a weird, weird? way.
0: Yeah, it's funny, which
1: is funny because (laughs) I literally made a trailer for the Blackwater Cove before I even watched this movie. It was part of the inspiration of why we watched The Unborn this week, because some of the footage I used was random footage from movies that I was just looking on YouTube to use in the video that I was making for the trailer to kind of get the idea of this witch, uh, this ancient goddess uh, across in the trailer and that footage happened to be from the unborn so the bathroom freak out scene in particular in this movie which I didn't even use in the footage for the trailer would
0: have been sober
1: was is it was very similar and I was like holy shit I was like, that's so weird, like how this all like wraps around each other. But anyway, but that's that's what I thought. That's initially what I thought. But of course, it kind of goes its own direction. So now to give you a little bit more of a opinion, like before I jump, jump into it. But I saw this movie a long while ago when it first came out and I was a little turned off by it. I don't remember exactly why but I just wasn't blown away so I sort of quickly wrote it off. Uh, Especially that it was around the time you could barely get a new horror movie in the theater that was rated R. Right. And this was one of the many PG-13 flicks that came out in the 2000s. Now, the second watch that I had which is just recently I was surprised to see that there was a stronger cast than I had remembered.
0: Yeah, same. Uh,
1: I was like, oh shit, like Gary Oldman's in this fucking movie, Idris Elba's in this movie. Like, what the fuck? So I guess that made a little bit better. Although both have had their fair share of bad movies. By the way, <laughs> Yeah. they're not perfect in everything they Talk do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tiptoes? I haven't seen
1: that. Oh my god, dude! That's, I've heard <laughs> nothing but crazy shit. Uh, what's <laughs> the What's the guy who did the memes, the video viral memes on TV uh, on? Comedy Central, Josh Tosh. Tosh.0, Tosh.0 yeah, yeah. yeah. He did a, a review of that. It's one of <laughs> Shit, the really? it's seriously one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen, and Look I've never even seen the movie. That's funny. So okay. if you can watch the completely, fully unedited Tosh.0 of t- Tiptoes, you should watch it, guys. Anyway, back on track. So... I, th- I think it's kind of an average film with a budget, but the story is a bit different to me than most because of the Dybbuk thing, because I don't think I've seen anything with the Dybbuk ever being mentioned uh, before it. Right. So it it feels may feel a little bit familiar to some people who watch it, And you won't exactly be able to say why the effects were kind of cool. They actually did choose to do a lot of practical effects in this movie uh, mixed with a lot of visual effects, which I really didn't like Mm -mm. Uh, the visual effects. I think fucking ruined this movie. Um, It felt kind of like more of an afterthought, more than an initial need. Like they needed to fulfill this need to make this movie be what it was. So they like changed people's faces and like, I don't know. it it really looked garbage like it really made the movie look shitty it was like shitty rush job is what it felt like but the practical effects that were in this movie were fucking on point like, there's a couple of scenes where they show, like, these creaturey looking things. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude. Like, I got, like, at times I've got feeling of Jacob's Ladder. I also got a feeling of In the Mouth of Badness in parts of that. Um, although neither of those movies, this movie in particular, is nowhere near a shadow of those movies, yeah. by the way. But it still gave me that element of something like that. So I kind of liked it for that reason. Now, even this even though I don't think this movie like really kind of landed real well from its dismount, it still lands kind of shaky, but it's a slightly above average film that's pretty easy to pop on for like just a quick like hey, I just want to watch something. You know, it's got it makes an attempt to make its own lore.
0: Yeah, it's a good background movie right. for sure.
1: And they actually did do some like real background studies on it. And I'll tell you guys about that in the trivia, but you know it is a Michael Bay film, so
0: right I was so surprised by that right. honestly I was like, what are you fucking kidding me? like
1: I, I saw so, I mean it was the first no explosion and not only that, it was the first Michael Bay film horror film that was ever PG 13. So say what you will about the guy, but I guess he really doesn't like PG 13 films, so I don't know. But I'd say I'd give this one probably like a six, maybe a little higher with like a 6.5, especially for a PG-13 flick. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't feel like I got ripped off. And it showed me a lot more than most PG-13 flicks without gore and shit that much, really. So I don't know. I kind of liked it, but I was surprised by it. I thought I was going to hate it. But after seeing that like creature thing that I had in the trailer, I was just like, I got to watch this. (laughs) So... What would you give it a score of? Five. <clears throat> so right on the nose average. Yeah. Okay.
0: To me. And that's big like, it, there's two scenes actually in particular that make me like it a lot more than anything else.
1: Okay. Well, there is a fair bit of trivia on this. There is a scene in the movie and this is going to be kind of spoilery, but I'll, let's give you a breakdown of what the movie's sort of about. There's a girl who grows up. She's friends with this girl, Romy, and all of a sudden she starts having these dreams about. I don't know, some child or, or something.
0: Visions in general. Yeah. yeah.
1: Visions like doesn't, Oh, she's a babysitter at this one place. Uh, and some weird shit happens at the babysitter's place that the kid is like acting really strange and shit.
0: Yeah. He's uh, the kid. There's an older kid who's probably like six or seven ish, maybe eight. Maybe. Um, and then an infant I
1: think he's like six.
0: Yeah, he's supposed to be. Probably. He's one
1: of those like too old to be in the kid's body.
0: Yeah. He's weird. He's always yeah. been one of those kids that looks older than he is too. Right. Um, and then there's an infant. And she hear she's on the phone with her friend, she hears, you know, him talking over the baby monitor. She goes up right. and the kid is showing the baby its reflection in a hand mirror look
1: at it look at it it says yeah, keep over and looking,
0: over you know keep watching he's like look whatever. at
1: it look at it look at it
0: yeah it's super weird
1: and then she's like what are you doing and he smashes the mirror over her face that and I was a, like
0: that part was sick though dude and
1: the funny thing is is she's a pretty girl right but she's <laughs> got this tiny little cut baby on her little baby cut yeah it disappears
0: like, very quick yeah <laughs> very quick.
1: Yeah, it does. Really, It's
0: only in there for the, it's only there for the next, maybe like five minutes, like the next scene shortly after that. And it's gone.
1: Right. And then she's like having these visions about this kid or whatever, these nightmares or whatever the fuck it is. And that next day, She's running down the street, jogging down the same place. She keeps having these visions, which Christina was like, why do you keep going to the place that you have these bad visions about?
0: Fucking right. <laughs> I would avoid it like the fucking plague.
1: So she's jogging past the house that she babysits at and she sees all these like ambulances and police and shit, and they pull out a the dead baby. Like, the infant, because apparently it died, and the mom comes out screaming, and, and there's the little evil kid up in the window, like, you know, like... Yeah,
0: w- yeah, exactly. Kick Which, it. Kick it in the head. Kick it in the head. <laughs> Which, shortly before that, Romy explains, like, the whole story behind that of, as to why it's, like, a... um, It's bad
1: juju, Oh, bad luck, yeah, or whatever. Essentially,
0: to do that. It's apparently an infant's not You can steal to
1: a sleep. child's soul... <laughs> Or some dumb yeah. shit with the mirror.
0: Apparently, a baby's not supposed to look at its own reflection in a mirror until it's at least a year old.
1: Three years old, I think uh, it was. One year. Is at it least one year? it's one okay. year old.
0: Otherwise, if it does, it means it's going to die soon. Okay. For whatever fucking reason. Nobody so, fucking yeah. knows why that ties into the story. I have no fucking idea.
1: Well, the little, the six-year-old probably choked it out. The
0: six-year-old's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's obviously a fucking murderer.
1: So, so fast forward Start Things start to unfold. She goes to the club, like in our story, like in the Blackwater Cove, they go to the club and she goes in the bathroom and all of a sudden all the toilets are overflowing with these crickets and they're called Jerusalem crickets. Is that what they are? Yeah.
0: They're like weird ant cricket hybrids. They're so fucking They're called Jerusalem
1: crickets, potato bugs or Jerusalem crickets. In Mexico, the bugs are in the movie are called Cara de Nino.
0: I hate them so much. So.
1: They're gross. Yeah, fuck those things. Like, and I was like, there's right. too much crickets in this too movie. Too many.
0: I'm, like, I hate crickets anyway, but I'm usually not a big fucking, like, get creeped out by bug person, but those things, like, blah.
1: Yeah, I didn't like them either. She, like, one scene in the movie, there was, like, where she's, like, cooking eggs and it comes out of the egg. Wow, I was kind so of, I was like, ooh, God, dude.
0: He was like, oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And I was like, really? Like, that's okay.
1: But but anyway, to make a long story short, she has a freak out moment in the bathroom. She sees all this crazy shit on the walls. uh, And then fast forward, she goes to, she does some, you know, investigation. And she finds out that there's this woman that her mom didn't talk about. And that her mom, because her mom was like crazy and was in a mental institution and killed herself, I guess. Yeah,
0: she hung herself. She
1: hung herself in the institution. and she couldn't figure out why and it was this big mystery and she goes to this place this old person's home where she finds this this old woman who she turns out to be her grandmother uh and they te- she tells her about the dibek and all this other stuff and how the the child was born uh the child was never born in her mother's uh womb because it died in childbirth mm-hmm. and
0: sorry it, her umbilical cord wrapped around its neck right in childbirth a, no it was before They died in utero before they were even born. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, she was born, but her... Oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah,
0: he was already dead. She
1: choked her own
0: but brother. Yeah. yeah,
1: her <laughs> She choked her own brother out, but it goes further back <laughs> um, before that. But some of the... And the reason I'm telling you this is so that you can kind of understand what this is about if you haven't seen this movie and you're brave enough to listen to this if you haven't seen it. <laughs> because obviously, we're going to spoil the shit out of it yeah. right now. So... In the in the movie, when she's in the bathroom and there's that freak out scene, there's a hole in the the glory hole in the fucking (laughs) stall, by the way. Uh, And and in this hole, there's an eye. They use the, the the iris of the eye as like and then it says in the kingdom of the blind over top and underneath it, it says the one eyed man is king. Now, I looked this up because I was like, I'm curious. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know. So this is actually a quote from a Dutch philosopher from the 1400s. He was named Desiderius, Desiderius Aramis. And he wrote a book that had changed its name a couple of times, but it ended up being Adigorium Chiliades when it was republished in 1509 with uh, about 3,000 proverbs and adages, this time many with a a lot of notes about why these were proverbs and such. He basically, most of the proverbs in, in this book were accepted by society at the time as a, as a common wisdom of the day. So his reason for amassing so many of these proverbs and adages in one book had a great deal to do with the fact that Aramis focused primarily on providing a Latin translation of the New Testament, which apparently it's also found in Luke 6, chapter 6, 39, as can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? So, I don't know what that means, but I thought it was kind of interesting because they try to grab onto some actual old school shit. Yeah. Um, they talk about the hand of Miriam, which I looked up too. It's oh,
0: yeah, the pendant.
1: The amulet pendant thing that the grandmother gives to her to sort of like protect her and clearly doesn't work. Um,
0: <laughs> it does later. Yeah,
1: it, it kind of does, huh? Yeah, yeah kinda that's kinda right. Does.
0: Not in the way it's intended.
1: No, not at first, (laughs) anyway, at least. But it's actually called a hamsa, which is an Arabic word for the number five, because there's five fingers. But it's mostly associated with uh, Sephardic Jews to ward off the evil eye, which the hamsa is also variously known as the hand of Fatima, after the daughter of the prophet Muhammad, the hand of Mary the hand of Miriam, like I said, and the hand of the goddess. But the evil eye is actually a reference that is talked in like many different cultures, like to name a few, Brazil, Turkey, Islam, Mexico, India, Greece, Pakistan. They all talk about the evil eye and try to prevent the evil eye from changing you. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing that I thought was kind of interesting doctor that Sophie is talking about that she recounts in her time in Auschwitz cuz she's a Holocaust survivor and they she was also a twin which you find out in the story is like this big reveal because there was Dr. Joseph Mengele who was a notorious fucking scientist that worked for Hitler Mm -hmm. and basically did a lot of like fucked up experiments. One of his premier things that he liked to study is twins. Twins. And this is like legit shit.
0: Yeah, that was actually something I was interested in because it was
1: I looked at actual I've seen and I've actually seen some documentaries on him on on Mengele. Mm -hmm. He actually did inject twins in their eyes he changed she out their the organs yeah he
0: all uh, kinds of shit
1: he like some of these a lot of these kids like actually survived too which is crazy some of them died because i mean pretty,
0: obviously yeah, yeah some yeah.
1: of them are pretty fucked up
0: um i took a class like quickly to talk about it i took a class in high school that was like a one trial period semester uh which was my favorite history teacher ever who did a holocaust course Right, where he did nothing but talk about the Holocaust and unknown things about it, and right. he was one of the people that he discussed
1: heavily. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's cause... and
0: the experiments that he did on people and children, and uh, he was crazy.
1: Well, and you know, I'm not trying to say that this is where the idea of Reanimator came from, but in a way. I kind of feel like in a because, way
0: it kind of is
1: because in in Bride of the Reanimator like they sew people together and parts together and shit like that and right. Mengele actually did do that not that you know clearly
0: not that it wasn't the character before, is not a right.
1: fucking but he was right. he was more of a scientist trying to figure out shit yeah and I think you know
0: just you know worked for a really horrible human
1: <laughs> uh, well I don't think he was a good guy yeah I <laughs> no would, he was definitely not but... defending him by any no, means Yeah, he was not at all but 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 I just thought it was kind of interesting because, like, they base it off of some of that. Plus, they talk about the Dybbuk. You know, they talk about, like, how they they explain the Dybbuk a little differently than what I've heard. Right. Which was, they say it was a spirit that was locked out of heaven. Right. And is looking for a way back into some reality somehow. They never, they kind of talk about it as a demon, but they don't really say it like that. Yeah. So it's weird.
0: That was, I feel like, my biggest issue
1: maybe yeah uh,
0: story is because they go to this plate, and i feel like the idea with the whole nazi holocaust survivor you know doctor experimentation on twin story would have worked a little bit better had they have explained the concept of the dybbuk better
1: well i mean again like i said this is the first movie that actually even attempted to do it right so i got to give it some credit for originality even if it did botch it up a little bit at least they tried a little they
0: absolutely did so i I can't hate them for that
1: right do you have any standout scenes that you want to talk about real quick
0: uh i love the opening of the movie oh okay i actually really like it nothing to do with the kid honestly like i don't give a flying fuck about the kid he's not creepy to me he just looks stupid um (laughs) but also i know him from carl from shameless so he's adorable and like silly and not scary um but the dog like when she sees the dog wearing that paper mache
1: oh when it's upside down yeah
0: like no before it's upside down it's just the mask that the dog's wearing it's so fucking weird and unnerving
1: Yeah, it is weird.
0: And in that setting is so beautiful. And just that picture that's painted in your head is so cool. But I'm just like, ugh you know but i love it so much okay that was one of the like the opening i was like i had so much fucking hope for this movie i was like fuck yeah and then it kept going and i got sad
1: well the the, <laughs> the other one i was going to mention which i already talked about was the club bathroom scene i like that scene, but, too. yeah because it kind of has like they have these weird tentacly creatures Gross. that are flapping their things while the crickets are pouring out of the toilet <laughs> so i thought that was really cool that's the one that reminded me of jacob's ladder a that's little a bit good scene but the one that I that at first made me kind of laugh a little bit is when Romy's driving down the street and she hits that oh, yeah. the babysitter kid like she, on the on the tricycle and then he flips over the car and she's like, oh my god like, <laughs> he does a cartwheel he's like whoop
0: I love it and then that he breaks
1: whole, the fucking the, the con- window the dude.
0: conversation that they have after that cracks me the fuck up right because like,
1: he's like he's just like kids all like she goes and runs behind the car and kids all like just standing there smiling all fucking weird and shit and he's like he doesn't want you to help her You're gonna she's die. like what he's like if you do he'll kill you and she's like i'm fucking out of here
0: well she's basically like fuck off like yeah. get the fuck out of here like, i was
1: like whoa kid like, she
0: reacts how i expected her to
1: right because that's how i would react. i would have kicked it in the face i
0: probably would have too <laughs> Like to be honest, I would have been a lot meaner about it. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face, and, like kicked him a little bit. Like, she was probably I, just
1: happy she wasn't going to go to court and, and I, go to jail this this or something. Is why I
0: don't have kids because I would kick them. Well, first guess, of all, if, me out.
1: if you're if you're going to hit a kid in a <laughs> tricycle, it's not going to go flipping over the car. No, no, it's, it's going to go underneath, underneath or something. They, yeah, it's a plastic
0: like, fucking tricycle. Like. You're going to
1: kick its head right off the bumper. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, that whole shit. I was just like, "Come on!" That's I love fucked that. Up, but- I love when she goes to her friend too. She's like, "I hit that kid down the street." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then they move on real fast.
1: Yeah, it's like, what the fuck?
0: Real fast from that conversation. I'd be like, "You hit, you hit my fucking neighbor's child."
1: Well, that fucker needed to get hit what the anyway. Hell? He was creepy. He
0: was creepy. He's good. He's good though.
1: Right? What he's other good. scene did you did you remember?
0: I. Love.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Love. So you're saying love now for a love. movie that you no. called average?
0: No, no, no. I told you from the beginning I loved this scene. I've always loved this scene.
1: Oh, okay, and This go was ahead. a
0: redeeming scene for me. Right. Entirely for this movie. It's not as creepy and scary as it was when I first this saw This is the it. one
1: that reminds me of In the Mouth of Madness a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But
0: this scene is so good. And, oh, so she... In the old folks' home where she visits her grandma, right, Right. there is one of the grandma's neighbors is this old man who had a stroke, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. So he's in a wheelchair, and he can't really— He's
1: catatonic.
0: He's catatonic, yeah. He's catatonic, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. He can't do anything on his own. Right. And so the grandmother is—this is now the vengeful-ass Dybbuk is going after everybody that she loves— and all of her friends and family, or whatever, to isolate her. Right, that's the whole concept behind it. And so it goes after. And this is Barto. This is basically the her twins' spirit. Essentially, it's the Dybbuk that's embodied. Right. Her it was twin. her brother. Yeah, her brother, the old lady. Right, he comes in into the old folks' old folks' home. Obviously, the, the this is the getting, demon
1: kid. By yeah, the, the way, the demon guys. Kid. Because let me just preface this real quick.
0: Yeah, you have, you, okay, you have so to. Okay, so
1: when she was in Auschwitz. And she was getting experimented on as a twin with her brother, who Bartow. was a he was a, a twin. And Barto died from some of the experiments, but he came back as a Dybbuk. Yes, and she knew it, and so she killed him, right? Because she knew that it wasn't him, which is some pretty ha- heinous shit. First Absolutely. of all, but when she has okay, because like when she meets her granddaughter, because you find out that the main girl is the granddaughter and this is carried on. She tells the girl at first that she does know nothing about it other than she loses. She's a twin. And then she realizes it's her daughter and then calls her to tell her all these like and has her come out and they talk about this shit uh, about what this demon is and what she needs to do. And as soon as she does, that's when Barto, a.k.a. the, the Divic and her brother Jambi,
0: he Comes in, cuts all the lights in the old folks home, right? And like a fucking idiot, she goes to investigate it, because in any horror movie that's what they do. Why? I don't fucking understand.
1: It's just scary. Because it's like when the lights go when your lights go out though, when the power goes out, it is a little trippy.
0: Yeah, but I don't move. I'm staying there. I'm not gonna go investigate what the fuck oh, caused I investigate. my No. No, I have learned. I'm not investigating what <laughs> turned my fucking power off. If I hear a weird noise, I'm not going towards it. Like hell fucking no. I'm getting a Far as fuck away as possible. I've seen enough horror movies. I am not that fucking dumbass that's gonna go looking for the noise or looking for what to cut my power. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm getting in the corner. I'm getting some type of fucking weapon, and I am holding my position. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so she goes to investigate it, and she ends up finding her neighbor or her like, her neighbor in the old folks' home. Essentially, yeah, the, right? The catatonic. The, the catatonic, paralyzed dude and she starts to go down the, to continue on with her journey and go down the stairs right and all of a sudden she hears this loud noise or something falling over which sounds exactly like his wheelchair falling over right and she looks up back kind of co- goes back up looks up the stairs and she sees his wheelchair is tipped over but he's not in it so she does what i would do and continues going down the stairs <laughs> like fuck this like yeah. this is weird and she keeps going right and then she hears something and she turns back around and then um she sees nothing so then she goes to continue down the stairs and that's when the fucking guy comes up into view at the stairs below her right so she's trying to go descend the stairs and he's down in front of her now somehow
1: on all fours on
0: all fucking fours and kind of comes to the base of the staircase where she's standing and his head starts to flip and invert upside down right
1: yeah which is like in the mouth of madness by yes, the way absolutely because they do I love that exact same that thing scene yeah. in that
0: movie so much in the car they, with the they chip, pretty much, like, oh, much kind of took so it from it they abso- i feel like they absolutely did yeah and i love it in the in in the mouth of madness so much more yeah oh yeah so much more on so many levels because that movie's amazing but that scene in that movie is just holy balls anyway so his head starts to turn Right. So now his head is completely upside down to where his body is. And then he starts chasing her up the stairs, right? On all fours with his head fucking upside down. And it was way scarier to me when I saw it in 2009 than it is now, but it's still fucking creepy and uncomfortable. But it's not even the stairs part. It's later when she gets to the hallway.
1: Oh, yeah. Cause you see it on all fours. Yeah. There's that shadowy <sighs> segment in that trailer I was talking about that that's I made the scene. where it creeps out. Like, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the scene. one. Yeah. And that's I pretty fucking. I
0: loved it. And then all of a sudden he starts booking it fucking towards her ass down this hallway and it's all shadowed and dark and uh, probably to help with the effects to not make it look as fake as it did but and then also make it creepy. I don't know. But it was so fucking cool, right? And right. then she somehow disappears into this fucking closet and then they do this And she whole, sees
1: Jambi's face.
0: They do this shadow play thing which I loved underneath the door. which i thought was really cool she's in this utility closet and they do the shadow play of the creature underneath the door and he's banging on the door and then he stops and it's silent and you're like obviously this bitch is gonna die (laughs) like you think he's gonna bust through the door or something's gonna happen and all of a sudden Barto slash jumbie what the fuck ever's stupid shitty ass cgi face <laughs> pops out right next to her and it's like and it's stupid
1: see there is a couple of parts it ruined
0: that scene to me that, that's me so the sad. thing that
1: really ruined it for me for this movie is that in the movie they show they try to do the cgi on the oh. face and it's like it's not even static to their movements it's like all over the place and it kind of looks like I don't know how to explain it. The,
0: the club scene. Well, not even
1: that. The 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 kid scene with the fucking sharp razor teeth when it kills her friend Romy. Hated that so and they, much. And then the guys like try to beat the shit out of the kid, and she's like, "Wait, wait, do And then Maddie's like, "I'm sorry. What's happening?" <laughs> That transition was so stupid. I, at first, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, kill." <laughs> so was I. Because I was like, "That fucking evil little fucker." And then, uh, and then when I was like Fuck crying, I felt child. really, I felt really bad. I was like, "Okay, well, this is kind of because he
0: obviously isn't possessed." Yeah, anymore. he was in the heat, he heat of know the moment. What's going on. The heat <laughs> yeah. of the moment. Anyway.
1: Yeah, that those the faces that they did the CGI on really Ooh, fucked everything up for me.
0: That weird duck face thing you did to Especially the kid.
1: Especially at the end, too, with her boyfriend, Mark, or whatever. Yes. He fucking, like, his face before he, like, launches off the second floor onto the ground. <laughs> Is and should have been dead from that kind of height. Instantly. it's literally like fucking twenty feet in the air, like and thrown at like hard. I don't know ten miles an hour. Yeah, hard, uh, like hard to hits stone. the ground. And, that is
0: pure fucking concrete. Well,
1: he doesn't die right away. I get he does die.
0: Yeah, but not instantaneously yeah. like he should have.
1: And then she's like holding him.
0: <laughs> I laughed too. It's fine. I did
1: laugh. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Although yeah. I just just to kind of wrap this up, there was one scene that I did like. Where the mother, she has this vision of her mother in a chair where she was sitting by the window being crazy and her head was down and then she pulls her head up and it's this (gasps) weird, like,
0: teeth monster thing. She's got,
1: like, this really weird artistic, like, mouth uh, like, and it's really cre. It's it, all it's oh. all practical effects too. By the way, guys, this was not done in CGI. Like, no CGI could have done this justice. I
0: always forget about that part. That part is still.
1: That's why I like this movie is because of those practical effects moments. That part is so dope. Yeah, like the creepy crawly guy. That part, like, there is a couple of things, but the CGI that they did, and it really just fucking mouth it. fucks the whole fucking thing the whole experience is ruined by those those shitty points and gary oldman's performance was
0: subpar it was fuck. it
1: wasn't even his but that's fault how they
0: write it yeah it yeah, wasn't even him. his
1: fault it's just like they didn't give him any chops
0: the same with idris alba
1: they didn't give yeah same thing like those two characters are really interesting they're the 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 good characters that you want to see and they're really in it for like i don't know five minutes. If that. 5, 20, Gary 15 Oldman's, minutes total, all of them.
0: Gary Oldman's maybe in it for a total of five minutes, and Idris Elba is like three.
1: Right. Like the CGI when they did it on the catatonic guy and his head's turning, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. terrible. It wasn't terrible, but everywhere else they use CGI, garbage. Like I hated it. It really it really upset me. And I think I remember that being the reason now why I didn't like the movie before. Yeah,
0: that was the big the biggest thing that took it away from me. Right. Honestly, the effects it looks fucking stupid. It looks comical, it's not scary, it's just dumb. Stupid ass exorcism towards the end. I
1: didn't mind the story. the story's fine. It's just those CGI for me. It just ruined it.
0: Pretty fucking original, like the story. It's it it's cool. It's well, the stuff thing. They, do
1: in it, what they
0: do in it, the right. show
1: pieces that they have in it are actually not so bad. Right. If they would have had four of those really good show pieces in this movie, it would have brought that movie up to like an eight. Agreed. But all the CGI shit brings it down to like a six for me.
0: It's thrown together very fucking messily. Like it's just sloppy and. But
1: I would watch this again, though. I would watch it again later on. And And I would be mad about the same shit again. Like
0: five years from now, I might watch it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I watched it for the first time in 2009. And that was the last time I watched it. And now it's 2018 and I just watched it again.
1: Well, it's pretty clear that you're going to pick The Ring over this one. I Uh, mean, it's based on the score alone, so.
0: Oh, I mean, for sure, for sure. But you are, too.
1: I would, too. But I still think this is worth a watch. Like, At least give it a watch and check out the Unborn from 2009, because I think it's at least worth revisiting.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah, there
1: are good things about it, even though as a whole, it's not that great. Like, it doesn't execute the whole thing well.
0: I completely agree with you on that. It's worth watching.
1: I would literally go and buy this just for those two scenes alone. I can just watch just well for specifically the catatonic scene alone is, is worth me owning it just to visually see that every now and then. So, guys, what do you think? Have you seen these two movies? You've obviously probably seen The Ring remake from 2002. I'd hope so. But have you seen The Unborn? Not There's actually two other films, by the way, called The Unborn. One from the 90s. I think it was 1991. And then there was one from Japan that has the... It's like a remake of the 90s version in Japan from, like, 2000. Yeah. I I looked that up just to see because I was actually debating of us watching... Those to compare them to the unborn, but guys, thank you guys so much for coming by this week. Let us know what you think of these movies. Um, we're gonna start trying to let you guys know what we're watching at the end of the week of each episode. Uh, for so, like this next week, we're gonna be watching. Howling three, three and four. four. So we're gonna continue on with that once a month.
0: You're welcome until Five they're era.
1: gone. Yeah.
0: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> but I gotta see them though. I gotta see them. We we need to do franchises like these and just continue on. So <laughs> I do it without it, but that's fine. <laughs> if you guys are looking to see what we're gonna be talking about next week, you you're known now. So check them out. Our fans are
0: going to be like, never mind, I'll skip next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, dude. Because we'll probably, it'll be fun to make fun of or just like. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. We make fun of it. (laughs) We will be back on Monday next week. As always.
0: Stay weird, monsters.
1: On the Void Horror Podcast, tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.